1: And this is episode two of my podcast. We got a great guest, uh, my friend, Madeline Tig. She's a medical technologist and a stand-up comedian. Madeline works in a lab. So with the COVID-19 pandemic, I thought, what better person to ask about what information she looks for, like as far as websites, news, and information, because she has a microbiology degree. And where those people look is where I want to look for information, also, she's a stand-up comic, it's about her first year, she just passed her first year anniversary when we did this interview, and we talk about that, and we also talk about her fear of roaches. It's sure to be a smash, so without further ado, here's Madeline Tighe. We're here with my guest, medical technician and comic Madeline Tighe. Madeline, how you doing today?
0: I'm doing good, but Ryan, I'm not just a technician. I'm a technologist.
1: Technologist. Yes. And how do you get to be a medical technologist?
0: So there's multiple ways. You can go to school, like you would do nursing school. You can do that for the laboratory sciences, or you can do it the way I did through work experience, working in a specific type of lab, many years, taking an exam, passing it, and getting certified.
1: Congratulations on getting certified. I thought you were certified long ago from hanging out with you, but that's a different, probably medical field. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to ask you this, though, off the top. Being someone that's in a medical technologist as you are, what sites do you look for for like this pandemic? What do you information do you look at as far as COVID-19 and things like that?
0: Well, I definitely checked the local like Dallas County numbers, and I definitely checked John Hopkins and sometimes the CDC. But John Hopkins has good numbers, uh, website, and the county has good okay. updates.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to know what you trust because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are super nervous and there's lots of news stories.
0: Yeah, I would look at John Hopkins and, you know, they still have the HHS is doing it. And I believe the county works with them directly because, you know, as someone who works in a lab who does COVID testing, we are one of the clients who do send test results directly to the state. So I know where that goes to. So I will go directly to the state first before you go to any national source.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Also, we'll include the show notes of your lab and information on how people can get tested if they are interested in getting those tests done. Because I think you just set up an appointment. There's no wait per se. You just have to set up the appointment, show up at your appointed time. and
0: Absolutely. Yep. Just go online, set up appointments, show up.
1: Well, thank you for doing this. So also, you're a comic. You've just been doing this a year, if I'm not mistaken. You are
0: correct.
1: How do you feel about doing stand-up?
0: I enjoy it. Um, I haven't been able to do it for the past few months, so that's been a kind of a bummer. But, I, you know, I, I guess I realize I do enjoy attention on me, so that's why I like doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely your fear is not fear of the spotlight. You're a rising star. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're such a fun person to be around. You're real open and, and welcoming to pretty much everybody. Aww. And so you're always one of my favorite people to talk to.
0: Thanks, Ryan.
1: So this is why I have you as a guest. One for, you know, the medical information and two, we do fears and you have a, a specific fear you're afraid of. Go ahead and let us know what that fear is.
0: Um, I have a fear of cockroaches.
1: The scourge of humanity. The, the thing that supposedly is supposed to last more than any other animal on the yeah. planet, it can handle nuclear winter,
0: right? Radiation and shit. Yeah.
1: See, I kill them out of spite for that. Yo, oh, so you're just so high and mighty that you can just survive a nuclear? No, you you can't even survive my heel of my shoe.
0: Oh, they're definitely not one of those bugs that you save, capture, release outside. They are a killer type bug. You kill this bug.
1: It is. Yes, it is pretty much killer because they just pop up out of nowhere that's like the thing i hate most is like you don't realize it then all of a sudden the next day boop there it is
0: yeah like if there was a big rainstorm coming in you don't realize it but they'll crawl through the pipes and next thing you know you turn your faucet on and your bathtub and boom cockroach it could happen
1: has it happened to you yes
0: I mean, I didn't know. I wasn't there when the cockroach came through the pipe. That was the only way it could have come into my old apartment one time. And they had, of course, I ex- called the exterminator. He, they sprayed around. Ooh, but I was living with a roommate at the time, so she was the bug killer.
1: So you you were never the bug killer in any moment.
0: Only only if I'm left to my own devices and I'm all by myself.
1: Like, what do? You, what is your weapon of choice?
0: Oh, that is a great question. Usually I would have like a flip-flop, a shoe-type scenario in one hand and probably like five to six pieces of paper towel in the other hand. And if I have gloves, I would wear a glove too. And then maybe a broom nearby just in case. If I didn't have to get to the shoe point and I could sweep it the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, and see, that was the idea. I thought but maybe it would be something with a longer reach so that you don't have to be up close. Yeah. I just feel like every step, you would make one step forward and then take two steps back as you try to approach so, this thing to kill it.
0: <laughs> frantically, this happened one time in my old apartment when I was all by myself and I had no choice, but I had to kill it. Otherwise, I can't sleep at night because there's a fucking roach. and I don't want it to crawl on me in my sleep, so I have to kill it. I have to get it out. So what I would do this thing, and it was like, crawling on the front door i grab my flip flop and i would throw it at the door just throw it at the roach, you know mm-hmm. um i think i had to throw it like three times and i hit it but it wasn't dead and then i try to sweep it out but I, I there was like a that rim like mm-hmm. so you can't get it over that hump very easily
1: but you would think by this point that they would make a door frame like that, that you could sweep things out of it. Why does everything <laughs> still just stick right, a, right there in that doorway? I know. You would think they would make some kind of ramp that you could just like Dukes of Hazard. Like it that, should go
0: that way for water to flow out. You know, yeah. mopping and shit. Exactly. But that was a frantic kill.
1: And so, do you include that in your dating profile for when you are looking for a partner? That they must be able to have the courage to take a roach out.
0: No, I haven't done that yet. But I really think that is a wise idea, honestly. And I
1: should do that. You've got to search for the qualities you need, not just the ones you want.
0: I mean, that's exactly what I'm looking for in a partner. Like, you are going to be the bug killer. You're going to kill those cockroaches. not I, especially the flying.
1: So does that make you like super clean at your apartment? Like, do you just OCD clean. I actually
0: did clean my whole place yesterday. So I am pretty clean. I have no pets. So that keeps the place a lot cleaner, a lot fresher. And I live on the third floor, so that helps avoid most bugs. I've come to realize out of my apartment living years. The first floor is the worst for bugs. Mm -hmm. They can crawl in the most through there. I believe the third is the best.
1: Yeah, I'm in a two-story and I live on the first floor, but I chose the first floor mainly. Not because of bugs, but because I wanted lower <laughs> utility bills because when you live on the ground floor, you don't, you're not as hot. So in the, in this weather right now, we're yes. having in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where it's apparently 150 outside, the lower floor kind of keeps cool because it, the sun beats down on the upper floors.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right because uh, I live on the third floor, and my electric bills—the most—it's been in a few years. However, there's less bugs, so it's worth it.
1: It's worth it. So, what is your earliest memory of being afraid of cockroaches?
0: Well, I, I definitely think it started back when I was in third grade. We had to do an art project for the parent-teacher conference shindig in elementary school. And I remember we were doing this like portrait of ourselves. We drew a portrait and then we had to write our biggest fears. You know, people will write, "I'm I'm afraid of someone in my family dying or passing away. I'm afraid of a big storm. I'm afraid of fire. And mine was, I was afraid of cockroaches. And that was when the beginning of it started. And that was around the same time where Joe's apartment was popular, that movie from MTV back in the day. Hmm. And I I also have this memory of, as a kid, I didn't have the best vision. I still don't have the best vision. I wasn't wearing my glasses. And I was sitting on our couch in the living room. And my sister was like, is that is that a cockroach on your head? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I couldn't see, but there was a cockroach crawling on my head. And I, I think it started there.
1: Oh, my God. It just crawling on your head like you couldn't feel weird.
0: Well, it's like, you know, you have your hair like on the couch. It was like on the bits end of my hair or something. I couldn't feel it.
1: And I didn't see it. Wow. that So when you did you finally realize there was a cockroach there and then that started the panic? My
0: sister. Oh, yeah. I panicked after that. Anxiety, neurotic attack. Yeah, panic Totally overtook. Freaked out. Yeah. I think someone killed it. It was a long time. And I vaguely remember. I try to like put it past my memories. I try to forget about it. It was a bad memory.
1: I, yeah. And that's kind of what this is about is to kind of get through the kind of just talk about them and maybe, you know, have a good laugh. Because I just, I'm just mortified that your school had an open house where they wanted you to just basically draw your trauma for your you and your parents to see. Like your parents aren't <laughs> aware of what you're afraid of. So we want you to make sure that they know. That's what our project's gonna be, like phobias and fears. Right? We wanna know who needs counseling now. We're trying to get the jump on therapy. <laughs> you
0: no, know, you're so right. Someone's like, Oh, someone's gonna kill someone in my family. That's that's a red flag. A little... Yeah, red flag.
1: Just someone drawing red, Uncle Steve with a bloody knife, just <laughs> what is going on mm-hmm. gosh that's such a that's such a that's such a hardcore topic to just to head young kids in third grade hey
0: i know i don't even think we're like 10 years old yet we're like not even in the double digits starting young
1: yeah i mean if every and if you knew what you knew but, now you would have put life like i feel like every, every kid is right? putting life
0: you're preparing us <laughs> Oh, gosh, they knew.
1: So it started around third grade and having cockroach infiltrate your personal space. Yeah. Does it still haunt you to this day? Like if you feel something like on your arm, are you immediately like flailing that arm?
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it happens all the time because I have long hair and sometimes one hair will just like fall off and like land like right around the elbow and I feel something and it quickly brush it off thinking it's a bug or something crawling on me maybe one of the small cockroaches and um it's just a hair but that happens
1: that happens more in darkness like if i'm in a movie theater or something or if it's something dark and i feel it I'm or worse when you're driving and you see the like something a bug has gotten into your car and it just drops into your into your lap in the darkness so you can kind of you see it just for the brief moment it's in the windshield and then now you're yeah you're across three lanes of traffic as you're trying to figure out where this bug is and what it is Ugh. and if I need to get rid of it.
0: Yeah. It's a big fear.
1: I'm not gonna lie. So how do you handle seeing a cockroach now? Like besides throwing your flip flop at it?
0: Panicking. Now if I'm alone or with I'm somebody else, because if I'm with somebody else, I'm like, hey, get it. Like hey, it's on it. you. Go get it. But if I'm by myself, uh, I definitely think the, the heart starts racing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe start sweating a little bit, uh, sound more like a valley girl more and more.
1: Because you have a pretty, pretty low tone. I can't imagine. I, I want to <laughs> know how high that voice gets.
0: Oh, no, I scream like a little girl. Oh, yes. That's the girly side comes out. And um, but, you know. I haven't seen a big cockroach. In- oh, I take that back. I saw one like two weeks ago at work. It wasn't even alive. Mm-hmm. It was like on its it was on its back, not even moving. And um, I refused to go in that door and I went through the side door. I just was like, I'm not even playing games. I'm not even bothering with this.
1: No, I'll tell you something that scares me. is because I have roaches here. Again, I live in an apartment that's not the highest, but... What I what kind of freaks me out is sometimes like I'll see roaches and they'll scatter if it's like summertime and rainy and mm-hmm. if I have neighbors that ha- that that like leave their trash and bags like on their balcony, Ugh. if they're catty corner to me or in you know somewhere in my vicinity, I feel like they just kind of come my way as well. But what freaks me out is like sometimes you'll turn on the light and there'll be one roach that's just kind of almost dying, like ah. it's just there. And it's like, it's on its last legs. And you're, in, in my head, I'm thinking, what the hell is in here that's killing roaches? Not just that I have roaches. What's in here killing roaches without my permission? <laughs> I appreciate the vigilante justice, but who, who? what are you?
0: Yeah, because I doubt that the shit that killed coronavirus could kill roaches. Man, they could live everything.
1: Yeah, I've had mice too here I didn't realize they were mice uh. at the time because I thought they were those geckos because how fast the <laughs> mice were. You thought they were run, geckos? I, th- <laughs> I did. they
0: different species. <laughs> but,
1: but you have to think, I'm in my living room. This thing is going, it's like 50 feet from me and it's darting across my room. And I thought, oh, a gecko must have got in through the baseboards or something and it's just darting through my apartment. Yeah. And then what I realized is I could hear gnawing one night and I was like that's not a gecko yeah and so I realized that outside my dryer when my dryer comes out
0: Uh, there was
1: a hole in the side and it was coming through my dryer duct and that's what I was seeing dart from my laundry room to my bedroom was a little mouse Oh, and then he would he would he would run like I said I thought I saw him one time when I came in I thought I saw a mouse but I couldn't find him because he had literally made it back to because my dryer duct could come out undone on the dryer side, too. So it was just coming through the little chute. And then he would go back into the chute and out through the pipes. And I figured out that peppermint oil detracts rodents. They don't like the smell of it. So I got peppermint oil and doused a sock. I threw it in my dryer.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Set up my dryer ductwork work and just did it. But the first night, I kid you not, like I was like, mice don't come in light. I slept with every light in my apartment on <laughs> I wanted this. I wanted this rat to think that there was a party going on that he couldn't come out because we were just gonna have things going. I had. I probably had a three hundred dollar electric bill that that month because like for three nights I did that, and then I guess someone else like exterminated. I've also had a possum or what I think is a possum because when it was, it sounded like I had an upstairs neighbor. The way it was going through, like I could hear it rubbing against my like can lamps.
0: Oh my god.
1: And then he came out, like one day I was come back from comedy and he's just trotting. I'm
0: definitely down not my coming little... over to your place. It sounds like a fear trap left and right.
1: For you, yes. For me, <laughs> I, I was barely here. And so for the longest time, like I've redecorated during this whole pandemic, just slowly but steadily just upgraded my lifestyle because I would go from work to comedy and then I wouldn't come back right. here till two or three in the morning, go to sleep. For you know, I just came here to sleep and maybe watch TV for a couple of hours.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah.
1: And so that was my whole life. And so now that I'm here because I work from home now and I home from home, I am here. I would say 24 out of 24 hours most days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. But I'm very glad you said uh, peppermint oil, because I've recently just got a diffuser and I just put peppermint oil in it this morning. So.
1: Congratulations! I know my friend David Jessup uh, uses it for breath as well, for like breath mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like he just puts a peppermint oil splash on the back of his tongue, and supposedly that's supposed to be a, I guess, very natural breath freshener. Yeah, I
0: mean that's what they used to make them. <laughs> it's the hard material that they use.
1: But when I put that sock went full of peppermint oil in the dryer, man, my apartment smelled like candy land. Like <laughs> if they didn't like it, like it went everywhere. Cause I figured that they had probably chewed a hole in my duct from the dryer and they were now, you know, scampering around the walls and the, and, and the, in between. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly researched like, cause I saw the movie, the bone collector. This is what made me like my fear of rats and stuff was the bone collector. When that guy's like tied up in the, and the rats come and eat him while he's still alive. Oh my
0: God. No, I never heard of that.
1: It was a movie back in 2000 so maybe a little bit before your time.
0: I mean, I was around.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the scene was as he locked it he put this guy in like the steam room and he cut him open and then the rats would just slowly come. Cool. And it was just, I just like I don't want that to, I don't want a rat to eat me while I'm asleep or you know to gnaw.
0: Rats are pretty gross. I saw this exactly. whole documentary about it. It was just called Rats. You should watch it. Um it was like on like discovery channel national geographic or something and it was like rats can literally eat and ch- gnaw through everything and anything
1: yeah they can eat through a sewer drain they can eat through a drain pipe
0: everything yeah it's insane
1: they got the and so, the, big, the, the, t- the knockers the teeth and it's my favorite character in the muppets is rizzo the rat and so it's such a conflict <laughs> it,
0: it makes sense <laughs> you love what you hate you know
1: yeah but hes I relate to Rizzo so much because he's, like, just a wise guy that is a rat. And it's like, ah, I feel, I feel you, Rizzo. <laughs> so when you have a cockroach and say, like, you, have, you said you had to find it earlier. So if you are in your room, how long does that oh, search usually there's take?
0: There's no cockroaches. Oh, that was a while ago. There's no cockroaches in my current apartment. But in that mm-hmm. old apartment, it was in the main living room. It's never in my bedroom. I will never let that happen. I see it and I got to like get rid of it right then and there. Cause if I lose contact with it, I'm going to have anxiety fear of it crawling on me at any point. In time. Correct. So you have to get rid of it right, right away. Number one. Yep. Um, but that was years ago, but I still remember the fear and anxiety. Cause I was all by myself This is when I had roommates too, but nobody was home. So I had to kill it.
1: And, but you know, that search where you have to try to, you don't want to find it, but you have to find it. You don't want to see it. Like,
0: well, I don't search for it. I find it and I kill it. I am
1: just it's that's terrible. what I was saying. Like if it, so say you tried to hit it and it like went down behind the couch or something. Now you oh, have to.
0: Yeah, we were moving the couch. We're finding that bitch, you know? <laughs> but it's such
1: like, a, it's just a scary move. Like you're doing it piece by piece and you're trying to, can oh, I yeah. get it with the, with it,
0: it feels like I'm in a, like a suspenseful movie, you know, like I'm in an action scenes, you know? One step, two steps, like you're, it's craziness.
1: Yeah, I can't. I guess that was one thing when I had a uh, cricket in my room, my grandmother's (laughs) old house. Because she lived in Beaumont, Texas. It still doesn't have central AC heating. And this is, you know, we're in the poverty side of Beaumont, Texas. And one night I hear this cricket and everybody else in this house is asleep. And it's not that I can hear the cricket chirping. It's I can hear the, the... On the hardwood floor, I can hear this little tappity, tappity, tappity yeah. little feet. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a mouse. I don't know what it is, but it's in this room with me. And I have my dad in the other bed sleeping, just 10 feet away, so I can't wake him. Oh, no. And so I'm trying to slowly, as a 11-year-old boy, listening for it, trying to find where it's at, just in the darkness, just down on my hands and knees, trying to find this critter so i know what it is i eventually woke up my dad and found it and killed the cricket but it was definitely like scooby-doo mystery right like, what is this noise
0: and i'm always about that in my mind like discovery observing what is this how is this making this noise because i am a scientific thinker so I'm always analyzing everything. But you can't hear roaches really. You can hear crickets, but roaches you don't really hear. I only see them. Unless they're flying, I may hear that flapping. Yeah.
1: Well, I think he was stuck in some sort of spider web or something and he was just trying to uh, get out. Yeah. And that was the whole which spiders can also do that to me too, because I at an old job here where I close to where I live, there used to have tarantulas. And they would migrate during the summertime. like right now it's their migration season. So what they do, males do is they'll run across the plains looking and they'll be tapping their feet looking for a female nest. and then the, you know they find a female and they mate and make more tarantulas. And so there were many a night where we would be out and taking our break because this is when I had a job before I did comedy. I wanted to do comedy, but I couldn't do it because this job made me work from 6 p.m to 3 a.m. Monday oh, through okay. Thursday. And then on Friday, I would do, because the person that was doing it before me got quit, I would then come in at 9 or 10 o'clock and work till 10 that next morning, making sure commercials got to TV stations. Cool. And so that would be the whole thing, is that we would give you the commercials the night before, and so it re- require us to work all night. hmm And so we would go out there, and one night... We're out in this little courtyard thing where we're, you know, there's a little back patio area by our parking and we're just goofing around and all of a sudden down the side of the building comes this humongous tarantula and the person's just leaning there and we're trying to tell them. It's like, you remember Home Alone, the original Home Alone where he's got the tarantula and it's like, he, it's on Joe Pesci, but he yeah. doesn't know it and he's like, don't move <laughs> and he's got the crowbar that's w- what that scene literally was like we were <laughs> we're squealing and screaming they there and then they think we're just it's like oh you don't think i'm brave and he does this and the, the thing is like right there and then he looks and he wigs out and we all yeah! like, race and like the whole night then you can't go back out there because we don't know oh. we just think it's like a like some kind of that's just waiting you know, just some, some spider just waiting for us to go to our car, and then it's going to follow us out to our car.
0: Yeah, he's going to pounce on y'all.
1: Because arachnophobia doesn't do anything to help you get over your fear of spiders if you are afraid of spiders. It just makes it worse. Like, oh, not only are they, you know, now there's a tarantula that has murder intent. <laughs>
0: like, and there's like some, there's some really intense spiders. I took zoology in school. There's some intense
1: spiders. That's why but... I live in Australia.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also, the big ones that he, there's the banana spider there. That's the big one. There's
1: that. One. And there's the funnel web, which is a, mm-hmm, that's the other one that's extremely poisonous and extremely aggressive. Like it comes at you and it can survive, I think, five minutes underwater.
0: It's like the evil version of a tarantula. Tran-
1: yeah. And like their bite will kill you like in 30 minutes or less or yeah. some short.
0: They look just like tarantulas, though.
1: Yeah. So I was like, heck to the, you know, like I'm very I don't know. particular about maybe traveling to Australia at some point. I'm like, those spiders look menacing.
0: Yeah. And I had to deal with spiders at some other places, but those still are not as bad as cockroaches to me because there's like, there's cockroaches can live through anything. They come through, it's just, they're dirty. It's like trashy, you know, they're trash. I, all, they're the white trash of bugs, mm-hmm. you know?
1: I really don't think they could survive through anything. I would give a cockroach my life, and I guarantee you it would lay on its back within 30 minutes. This is not worth You're doing this for how much an hour? Mm-hmm. No, 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 <laughs> it's not worth this. What, you're getting emotionally abused for this? No, no. Oh, you're trying to make No, I'm not going to write jokes about this. Just lay over, but... It's amazing how much it's changed your, like, how many different things I realize it's changed your life doing. Like, you don't live on the first or second floor of an apartment. Like, you Mm -hmm. make sure, do you, are they only, you only live in third floor places with third floors? Or do you, will you, can,
0: I, I have lived on every level, but I prefer the top floor because less Mm -hmm. bugs. I prefer no pets because it keeps it cleaner and less bugs because pets definitely bring bugs in too, even cats. Mm -hmm bugs so that helps keep it cleaner
1: you keep it cleaner and less
0: buggy and i keep it clean yeah
1: it's just funny that you work in something that refers to viruses and things as bugs the flu bug, (laughs) like that flu does not come through my dish you know my electrical socket with little antenna and just kind of i don't get the flu in my hair
0: i work with mold too not just others other stuff too and then i used to work with semen at one point and urine and i've done other stuff and blood you know all bodily fluids
1: all thing except for poop that's good to know that you draw the line on certain and certain bodily functions or no thank you i will yes blood and semen i will possibly work with but mm, feces pass yep so, Madeline, where can people find you on the internet and social media?
0: I'm on Instagram at madprops. Oh, I was about to say madprops.com, but it's just madprops.
1: <laughs> okay, so all your te- your social media is Mad Props.
0: Yeah, you can find me at uh, Instagram. Mad Props is my handle.
1: Such a good one, like Mad Props. Because I would think also you do something with your last name, Tig, like Tigress or something.
0: Right. But I've had mad props since like twenty twelve. I got that oh. handle early.
1: Back in back when mad props was the slogan when people yeah, were like, giving mad props.
0: Yeah, it used to be a slogan. It still is cool. If I was gonna be a DJ, that's gonna be my DJ name. But even when I got Snapchat, Mad Props was taken. So I had to do, you know, mad props too.
1: Um because <laughs> mad so, props taken. Still- so yeah. You were going to be a DJ? Hold on. Where where yeah. was this?
0: Oh, yeah. If I were going to be a DJ, which I always kind of like had that dream in the back of my mind, it would be Mad Props.
1: DJ Mad Props. What music would you spin as a DJ? What is your...
0: Probably hip hop and R&B.
1: Okay. Yeah. So do you do like old school, like underground R&B or are you... I
0: don't do any, but yeah, I would do more more um old school underground stuff. Okay.
1: Probably. So like old Outcast things of that nature. Oh, I
0: love, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> I Ooh. loved Outcast.
1: You need to hang with like Tyson, Paul, because they're like the major hip hop heads.
0: But I'm not, I'm not a DJ, Ryan. It's just I like, I know you're...
1: Yeah, but it's still I would funny. Like, I would
0: like the equipment just to like play with it, you know?
1: Absolutely. Like that would be one of the things, like if I could do my life over that I would have tried to do like right. a techno a techno or hip hop dj at a dance club
0: yeah i think i mean you already have some of the equipment with what you i see you got the headphones you got the mic you just got to get you know the adapter and some spins turntables so can... and yeah. turntables
1: all the software and like a, a macbook that i can't afford
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> and all the and the ability to pick out when a song begins and when a song ends, one of my friends, Ronnie Freestones, a really good uh, DJ on Facebook. He'll he'll do hi- old school hip hop from when I went to the clubs back in the early 2000s.
0: <laughs> from when and I you, went.
1: Yeah. Oh, I used to be a break dancer. A what? Known yeah.
0: Oh, my God. That's so exciting. I would love to I see it. I wasn't very one. good
1: at yeah. it, but I, was, I did it. And it helped me I a lot see in you do that two
0: step, like side by side i could see mm-hmm.
1: that i did a lot of up rock and gra- a little bit of groundwork i didn't do a lot of power moves because i'm not very flexible
0: yeah that's good to know
1: that's what people don't realize there's like different specialties like it's almost like a pokemon like they have different skills and <laughs> how they all they do that's how it is
0: like, <laughs> you prepared, compared to pokemon
1: <laughs> i did because of There are people that do power, that specialize more in power moves. There are people that are just groundwork. Some people, you know, do locks and freezes, pop and lock. It's just, everybody can do everything, but some people are really strong, proficient in one area, and that's what makes it so fun to go hang out and watch that stuff, because so many different, there's so much different creativity. That's how I feel, that's one of the things that when I got into comedy, I kind of equated to the other, because some people are good at writing, other people are good at performing. And it's just, yeah, everybody I has agree. their own different flavor of the same topic. And it's just so neat to see everybody gather and just kind of express their creativity in different ways, not trying to be good or bad, but just to see the difference of thought, diff- how they perceive certain things.
0: I agree with you. I find that interesting about comedy, too, it makes me think of different perspectives a lot more. And I think that's really interesting.
1: All right. Well, I thank you for doing this, Madeline. Um, hopefully, we'll do we'll do this again. We can pull another fear from your my fear bank. Yes, we can cash <laughs> another check and discuss that for another thirty or forty five minutes.
0: Well, I actually have a, I have another fear. I have a big fear. Yeah, sex with men. That's a huge
1: fear. <laughs> we'll we'll save that one for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely... But yes, we'll save that and we'll give you some tips if you ever did want to tips <laughs> it's tips
0: to, t- tips to <laughs> handle the tip huh yeah yeah
1: all right all right thanks again madeline
0: <laughs> Bye, Ryan.
1: so that was madeline we had such a blast recording this episode and i learned in this episode just when you think it's over your guest could say something and take you down a totally different rabbit hole i really hope you found all the information about the pandemic and where to look informative. Also, I hope you learned how to manage your fear of roaches or any other bug that maybe gets in your crosshairs that you're afraid of. I thought it was really interesting that she chooses a third floor apartment. I wonder if that even applies like in high rises. What I find really amazing is that even with a fear of something so common as roaches, that it can affect our life choices, that it affects her choice to live on a third floor versus a first floor apartment. I would love for you all to share some of the choices you've made out of fear. Like, what have you, because of your fear, what have you decided against or chosen around to kind of accommodate being afraid of something? Let me know on social media. Find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or even TikTok. If you're wanting to catch me, I will actually, comedy is starting back up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I will be... At Hyenas Dallas for their grand opening weekend, September 11th and 12th. And then I'll be over the next weekend in Fort Worth, at 17th, 18th, and 19th. Check out hyenascomedynightclub.com for those shows. And hopefully I'll see you guys there. All right, some credits and thank yous for people that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater, who does all my graphic design work. You can follow him on Instagram at B White. W-H-I-T-E-H-2-O, the letter. On Instagram, that's Barry Whitewater, get it? H-2-O. He's an amazing comic and graphic artist, so check him out. Also, music. A big thanks to Gunnar Olsen, who provides the music for this podcast. You can check out his website, GunnarOlsen.net. Check out all his music. He's got some great EPs. Also, you can follow him on Instagram at GunBuns. I love his coast-to-coast jam sessions with other musicians. It's really cool to listen. If you want to follow me on social media, my social media is at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I implore you to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SomeFearFans. S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S. You can also check out our website, someofallfears.com. Leave us a review if you would like on iTunes. If you want suggestions for the show, you can leave them on the reviews or you can email me directly. Or if you want to be a guest, shoot me an email at somefearfans at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this week. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great week.